Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. I'm on a switch! Full Service Radio. Tom, 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 it's about that time, player. Look who made it's it. It's almost me. that time, man. Woo! We got 10 days, exactly 10 days until the Flower Bomb Fest. Ooh, the people don't even know Tom. This is getting tight, my friend. This is getting tight. But, you know, before we get into the maybe the trials, tribulations, and triumphs, let's talk about it in a positive first. Flower Bomb Fest is uh, presented by PBR's Sound Society. It will be presented to you at DuPont Underground on next Saturday. Completely free. DuPont Underground, 2 to 8 p.m. We have UCB coming through in the building. We got the Wi-Fi guys. We got the return of Nappy Nappa, Odd Mojo. Girl will be in the house with DJ Damo, Main Squeeze. We got some of the best Trap visual Bob. arts people in the city. Trap Bob, Chris Pirate coming through. Steel Wavy, I heard, is banging a couple of Bang a couple of nails together on some woods to yeah, make some yeah, artistic yeah. activations. Structures and shit. Yeah, but um, uh, RSVPs are free. It is free to attend, but you need to have those RSVPs. We will be counting heads at the door. I mean, so if you have literally thousands already, already thousands, already thousands of people coming to see the Flower Bomb Fest. The Flower Bomb Fest, of course, is a celebration of our budding arts and visual and music. See how I did there? I did I put see, the buddy in there. See how I see what you did there, yeah, Playboy. We're going to germinate, if you will. You feel what I'm saying? Well, all right. All right. I mean, okay, now that we've talked about what it is, um, the two of us are very involved in the Flower Bomb very Fest. So why don't involved. you explain what your involvement is, and then I'll piggyback on that. Um, I mean, I'm the, the creator, the, 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 the guy whose brainchild it is, uh, Chris Pirate. I'm like his right hand man, mm-hmm. so everything everything he working on, I have a hand in. So when it comes to Flower Bomb Fest, I'm making sure the the the, the musicians and the artists are arriving correctly. I'm making sure things go right the the, the day of. Like we all we, we all play a heavy role, but I would say I'm in. I have my hands in almost everything. Mm. Right, and to piggyback on that, I am the producer of the Flower Bomb Fest. Chris came up to me with an idea and some deliverables that he had to have from PBR as a rep for the uh, artistic side that they're trying to put over. Uh, And I told him, you know, my responsibility is to protect your vision and make it come true. So that when you walk down into the basement of the Flower Bomb Fest, you see exactly what you've been dreaming of, if not more. Right, right, right. right. Um, You've been doing your thing on that too. You know, um, mm, we, we might get into it later, but man, creation is hard work, bro. Uh, I'm, you're not. You're speaking to the choir. Here. I mean, I feel, and you, and because we're on the same team, this might be a unique opportunity to actually uh, express how we feel in this moment. Ten days away from a major festival, where scheduled of thousands of people are supposed to be coming through a, a, a representation of the renaissance of new talent coming into DC and do, new dollars and new initiatives coming into DC, and we are very much not only at the forefront of that, but also the stilts. That are holding that up. Right. Uh, so I think it it's it, it'd be interesting to to dive deep into your head and figure out how you feel in this moment, um, and vice versa. Yeah, vice I, don't, versa. I, don't even, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, it's been a it's been an interesting few weeks. I almost feel like I almost feel like I've been uh, 
like running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Mm. Except I actually know where I'm going. The, the chicken doesn't usually know where he's going. He's just true. running. Just running. Um, but I, I, I definitely have the direction. It's just a lot is coming at me from managing the business with Reef and then managing two to three art shows a month with Chris. Yeah. Plus, you know, making sure we get guests on the, this podcast. Yeah. Um, and even some more. And then, you know, aside from all this, I have a pretty serious girlfriend. Yeah. And and then on top of that, we live together. Like, yeah. Like this is you got to balance your time. I don't even know how I've been doing it so far. I'm, I'm lucky I have a gracious girlfriend. Hmm. So, hmm. I mean, it's, it's been interesting. Um, my t- uh, One of the things that I found to be helpful is to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes uh, even before the show, I was talking about it. Um, in the car last night after the event, I was talking about it. Yeah. Like sometimes getting that off in the moment is what you need to get through it. It's true. Because like, you know, the stuff that we have brewing, if things don't move on all cylinders, it's going to feel like like we, we're not going to get the opportunity again. So it's like you have to seize the opportunity while you got it. And right. that's kind of the mode that my head is in. Right. And it's almost like. Maybe going like may, maybe my optimal speed is to go at seventy five miles per hour like I'm on the highway. Right. But like right now, my mind is at a hundred because it's just right here in front of us. Yeah, like the, the festival is really less than a week, a little over ten a days week away. away. You see, what I'm saying it's like ten days. Yeah, so it's it's almost like the pressure is trying to uh, sick it, sick itself on me, but I'm not really trying to let it in. I feel you, and you know, time time I wish I had some um, some great words for you. As a festival producer already, as a curator of events, as a producer of this event, I wish I could say, yo, bro, in 10 days, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be all right. But if you've been listening to this podcast, it's a specific episode that we had called Fuck Steve Harvey. And like I told you before the show, you're feeling this way now. Was it really Fuck Steve Harvey? Yeah, there's a whole episode called Fuck Steve Harvey. And it's, uh, it's just me on that show and I'm doing commentary. There was a clip that came out that went kind of viral that said Steve Harvey was saying like, um, you can't be sleep one third of your life. Like you can't rest. You got to go. All that bullshit. And I basically just said, "Fuck that." Right. Rest. Right. Sleep. Take care of yourself. Right. My my that advice to you would be important. like, my advice to you would be like, if you feel like you're going at 100, go back to 75. Right. And you'll be surprised how much it doesn't change. Right. That feeling that you got to push, that you got to go extra forth, you got to go further and further and faster and faster. Even when you're on the highway, that's just illogical. If you go a consistent 75, you get there faster than just speeding, slowing down, speeding, slowing down, speeding, slowing down. Because you can't keep up at 100 miles per hour. You just said it. Right. Go back to 75. Right. And what's going to happen? Somebody going to get mad that you went to 75? Fuck them. Fuck them. Respectfully. Respectfully. But like, I'm one man. If you need more people, if you need people to, to have higher operations to move faster, I need you to think like that. Right. I can only go 75. You asked me to go 77, that's cute. I'm going to go 77. But you better, you, you better get some other people in here because I'm going you. back to 75. I got you. I got you. I just got a little attitude. Oh, Tom, Tom. We done been rapping and didn't even introduce <sighs> Damn ourselves. Damn it, Tom, Tom. I swear every week, man. Oh, oh, oh. I wanted to put this on. I wanted to put this on air. I didn't mean to air you out. I went to Lime. Yeah. Oh, I went to I Lime. Mean, I already aired you. Your boy you went it. to Lime. No, I, I went. I went no, on no, I aired Friday. You as in you, you actually right. came. That's all right. Yeah, I did go. I came. Yeah, he wasn't on African African no, time. People. I was on time. I came. No, with he wasn't the lady. exactly on time. I mean, it didn't look like a thing I needed to be on time. Was y'all got a program? No, y'all we had, don't. Y'all had like uh, libations at seven fifteen. It's very. Was loose there a program. welcome at seven twenty? 
I mean, you Did might somebody read the minutes from last time. No, don't <laughs> talk about no damn time with me. Fucking get a, anyway, welcome to the Over the Shoulder podcast. This is your opportunity to eavesdrop on two creatives as we discuss the sources, happenings, inspirations from the creative industry, from film to production to music to culture. Join us each week as we push the envelope on the possibilities of the creative industry. Our hosts for this week are, of course, me, your boy, producer, creative director, owner of BMO Productions, Mr. BMO Brown. Of course, to my left, I have the incomparable, very black and very African, Mr. Tom Tom. Thomas the Great. Thomas the Great. We, we got we got a special guest in, in the midst of us. We do moment. have a special guest because we're trying to step up she, this she, content, she, she, baby. She's trying, she trying to be incognito, though. We have Elise in the building. Elise, what's up, baby? How you feeling? You come, come on and talk to us. Come on now. Well, she, said, she said a little something, something. Don't be shy. I'm good, thank you. Awesome. I want to be in the corner. <laughs> so she, I guess she's going to return to the corner. That's, that's what she like. As always, we are coming to you live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel right here in Chocolate City on Full Service Radio. Okay, Alexia. With the we drop. got my girl Alexia in the booth. What's popping, Alexia, huh? Hi, I miss you all so much. It's been like... Where I have you been? It's where, been where 30 days, Alexia. 30 where, days. Where in the world is Lexi San Diego? Right. Oh, 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 you see how she I just did, flipped the name room? She got to put the bang over one side of her face, you know what I mean? So we can know. There it is. Ha <laughs> ha. Gotta get you a good hat going on. <laughs> so, so where did your travels take you? Literally, was just in College Park for like two weeks. It's oh, not, okay. it's not okay. the deep. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, no, that's, a, that's a the far beautiful, away. amazing lands of College okay. Park, mm. right o- there over the bridge type of situation. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we ready for the word of the, the day? day. The of day. the day. Word of the day is brought to you by Dictionary.com. Each week, we try to track, we try to tackle a new word, in the hope of expanding our. Vocabulary, I think it's working time time to be honest with you. I think we've we've learned a few words. Today's word of the day is Zeric. X-E-R-I-C. Adjective. Zeric. Of relating to or adapted to a dry envi- environment. Zeric. Like last week, I noticed that your ankles were very Zeric. They were adapted oh, to a dry environment. Oh, and then Alexa had to hit her with a bump. Hit me with the size. No, 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 no. That's, no, that's impossible. You know, you know why I know that's impossible? Why? why? I moisturize like nobody's business. Word? I can't be a dark-skinned man with, with, with being ashy. You know, one day, Tom, Tom, I want you to write out your moisturizing plan for me. Because I will, I will say, you're always quite moist. You, know, right? you don't look dry. I was making pause. a joke with my Zurich. Ain't no pause, baby. Pause. But <laughs> <laughs> you always look quite moisturized, man. You mind... Um, Time, time, you mind if I go a little too deep, man? Go on, go on and get in there. It's very Zeric, though. I'm going to tell you that right now. I it's tried my best. Zeric. I tried my best. As a content creator, I find it pivotal to constantly investigate that which inspires, confounds, and disrupts creativity. Each week, I'm going to explore one creative concept, deconstructive to its creative atoms, and analyze its foundations in hope of expanding the discovery of the creative process. This week, I'm going to talk about... Hmm. Hmm. This week, you know what? Let's just start it off this way. And I'm going to be hunting. I'm gonna, spoiler alert. The beginning of this topic might not be the end of this topic. Because truth be told, I don't really care. Don't I don't really care. care. Both of us but don't care. But this week, I'm going to talk about Jay-Z and the NFL. You are? Not because I want to, but because the whole situation is an interesting idea. And not the top-heavy stuff. I'm thinking about the underlying stuff. So okay. I'm going to be a completely, I'm being completely honest with you. Like, if you could strap me up to a polygraph right now, I really don't. Give he, a fuck. he dead ass people. He dead I ass. I really, I don't. 
I don't care that Jay-Z signed a new contract in partnership with the NFL that made him a minority owner and thus makes him the czar of entertainment for the NFL. It made I, him immediately a, a minority Yeah, I think owner? that's the, the deal that's connected to it is he becomes a minority owner. But I don't, I don't care. Right. And the reason why I don't care is because I, I support a black man doing his business, but right. I've never really cared for what Jay-Z does. In the okay. top 50 rappers, he's barely in my top 20. And I think that's more of an indica- indication of how I was socialized through hip-hop. I'm very much a Southern rap guy. Like, give me Scarface over Jay-Z any day. But when I say that up here in the strange lands of Washington, D.C., people give me this. Mm, I don't what know the, about you, bro. What are you talking about? But y'all niggas don't that's listen blasphemy. to Southern rap. Yeah, y'all don't listen to Southern rap, though, for real, for real. So I don't really, on one hand, I don't really care about Jay-Z. I think it's interesting what he's doing as a businessman, first black um, billionaire in hip-hop, which is pretty fantastic. I think that's cool. Oh, somebody just called me. On the other hand, there's the NFL. Right. I don't really care about the NFL. Not sure. I'm going to be either. honest with you. Uh, I watch basketball over f- football anyway. Yeah. Soccer over that too. Yeah. And like, I'm going to be honest with you. If, if you put the two entities together, I find them entertaining, but there's nothing about them that I would actually spend real money on. Gotcha. So why the hell am I talking about Jay-Z in the NFL? I don't know, man. So here's the thing, Tom Tom. A couple of weeks ago, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me say it a couple of times. Fuck Trist Cafe, okay? Trist Cafe is a cafe Trist that's cafe? A, it's right around the corner. Trist why, Cafe why is, is right around Trist the corner. Cafe? Okay, so one day I was in Trist, right? And I was sitting there, like I do every week after the podcast, writing my little notes up, about to order me a coffee. Well, Young lady right. walks up to me and she says, sir, if you don't order anything uh, in the next five, ten minutes, we're going to have to ask you to leave. And I'm like, that don't make no sense because I'm looking around. Nobody got nothing else on their table. But you come directly to me. I did look a little ethnic that day. I will say that. You come to me and you basically telling me spend money or leave. So I'm like, no, I come in every week. Why do I need to, why do I need to buy something? Although I was going to buy something. Why do I need to buy something to stay in your establishment? This is a working establishment. So they put me out. They put you out. They put me out. Dead. Here's what I'm saying, Tom Tom, because we are going to be soon in the position where we have the leverage and the equity to take over businesses and establishment. I would have an attitude, and me and you are cool, like we, we, we're becoming friends. We're definitely podcast partners and associates, right? Right, right, right. I would have an attitude with you immediately if you went and bought Trist. Why? Because fuck them. Fuck them. Because fuck them. Like, does it matter that it makes the most business sense for you to have a cafe in Adams Morgan that works as a workspace? Yeah, that's awesome. I'm very happy for you. Please get your money up. But you already got your money. So pay respect to the culture and the people around you. My issue is. Your issue is. They fucked me. Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I guess they did. Yeah. They fucked me. So how does this relate to Jay-Z in the NFL? I'm not sure. I'm waiting for you to make that connection. So like, okay, we all know about the Colin Kaepernick thing, right? We all know Colin Kaepernick did the kneeling, yada, 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 blase, blase. Some people say he's not good enough to be in the NFL. Some people say he is good enough to be in the NFL. Some people say he's asking too much money. Again, I truly don't care. Right. I I agree with Colin Kaepernick and his his ability to try to galvanize an audience uh, towards a specific subject, but if he has a job or not, I think is irrelevant to the whole situation. I think the interesting part of this is, though, Colin Kaepernick and Jay-Z are associates. Right. They wouldn't necessarily be like friends, friends, but they still fuck with each other. Right. So your homeboy gets fucked by Trist, and then you go and partner with him. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. 
That's not. There's a, a lot of people. Huh? There's a lot of people who are like, "Oh fuck, Jay Z." There's a lot of people who are like, "That's a good business move." My official BMO goes to deep take is like, ah, I don't know, Hove. Look a little shady to me. Yeah, bro. So get your money, please. Creative to creative, I get it. Jay Z's not very creative, but that's another conversation. Get your money. I'm not creative? No, I don't think he's very creative. But that's another conversation. We're not gonna go too deep on that right now. No, not right not now. Not right now. Maybe a, another time. Some other day. But as for right now, I would I would give him a yay boo. Like, yay. Boo. Ooh. You know, like that one gift that dude's like, ha ha ha, and then he looks away and he's looking real menacing. Right. That's how I feel about Jay Z right I now. I got you, I got you. Two face. Yeah, two face motherfucker. What do you think? But thoughts? you see, for me, I'm really I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm going to say I don't care at the moment, right? Yeah. But I'm also going to say that, like, I'm waiting for to see what the outcome is. I'm not, I don't really have a feeling yet. What's the best possible outcome? That it serves the same purpose with a lot of the social justice things uh, Jay-Z has done in the past. And it actually has an effect. What the effect will be, I'm not sure. But I feel like there was a goal behind it. And it's not just, you know... Shaking hands and, and making deals. There's something. Jay Z is gonna pull off something. Usually, he pull. Usually in these scenarios, he pulls off something crazy, and I'm just because kind of what I'm waiting for. I'm not gonna. I don't pass the same immediate judgment like everybody else. I I might like you know raise an eyebrow, mm-hmm. but like I'm not like crossing him off. Why the hell? No, he's he not canceled, which I think is a a piece of our culture that we gotta get the writ get rid of like you can't just be canceled because you disagree with someone but and then, and then within that it's like a lot of people who be doing the canceling so quick be loud and wrong that's true so like i ain't gonna cancel them. i'm just wait and then i once, got my eyebrow up though right exactly the eyebrow the up. eyebrow is up like what you doing hove right what why you, doing? you going to trist tom tom yeah, I'm not going to because I saw you and Trist last week. Nah, that with was the fancy me. pink donut. I seen you because you was I moisturized. I don't even eat I knew it was pink you. Uh-huh. I don't even like coffee. Uh-huh. Sure. You see how you lying? Sure, 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 sure. Tom, Tom, let's get into Matt segment. Yeah, let's do that. Alexa, can we queue up uh, Backpack Matt? He's not in the studio. Right- oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, whoo. That's the bag, Tom. Tom. Oh, he opened up. Yo, up. Up. Ladies, bro, in the Backpack room. Matt, aka Mr. Backpack, for all you little niggas, SBO shit, the silent partner himself. By the way, there's going to be an SBO coming very, very soon. I feel like it's what's been missing from the game. I'm getting very excited. But anyway, I'm getting my bag. But first, I want to lead off with a small statistic from the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Police violence is a leading cause of death for young men in the United States. Over the life course, about one in every 1,000 black men can expect to be killed by police. Now, I'm going to move forward. Back in 2017, Bozama St. John, a black woman from Africa originally, left Apple to become the chief branding officer for Uber. Now, at the time, Uber was facing some serious backlash regarding sexual harassment and racial profiling claims towards some of its staff and its drivers. She sought to face the challenge of changing Uber's culture from the inside out, from a position of power to benefit cultural groups that she identified with who were previously not afforded the agency they needed or deserved partially because no one in Uber's leadership had the background or capacity to empathize. Now, four years prior to her stint at Uber, Bozama worked with Pepsi, most notably collaborating with Beyonce on one of her most famous performances, the Super Bowl. 
Now, fast forward to now. Beyonce's husband, Sean Jay-Z Carter, and his sports management arm of Rock Nation brokered a partnership deal with the NFL to at least produce Super Bowl halftime entertainment initiatives. And he's catching a whole lot of shit for it. Why? Maybe it's because Colin Kaepernick is not employed by an NFL team still. Jay-Z has shown support for Cap over the past few years, but allegedly didn't include him in the discussions for said halftime entertainment deal with the league. Mind you, for the same league in which he protested social injustice towards blacks at the hands of police brutality aided by a corrupt and imbalanced system. To that I say, so what? Look, I respect and admire both these men. In addition to Bozama, intelligent black people who are in positions of wealth or power and use some of that power to benefit their communities. All three are bosses in my eyes and bosses make boss moves, whether you like it or not. Now look, Cap has a superstar contract with Nike and we forget about this. See, it puts him in the upper quartile range of highest paid NFL football players. And this was after the kneeling. But do we call him a sellout? See, Nike signed a 10-year uniform deal extension with the NFL just last year. But I don't call him a sellout. The contract also helps fund his Know Your Rights camp, an initiative that's been lost amidst the social media discourse, teaching young black kids best practices for interacting with law enforcement. Now, Jay has a track record of social entrepreneurship as well. You got the Khalid Browder documentary, the whole Free Meek campaign, and the subsequent documentary that dropped on Amazon, and also supporting the families of Trayvon Martin and others negatively impacted by police brutality. And this happened before Kaepernick even started kneeling. Now, it sounds like his goals are a lot similar to Cap's, shedding light on injustices and discrepancies of how America treats people who lack agency. The methodology is just different, though. Cap kneeling as a protest to shed light. Jay, media and partnerships to shed light. Folks, I know we've been fighting for a seat at the table, but I think this is a narrow way of thinking. There are multiple seats at a table and there are multiple tables and multiple black people deserve to sit at all of them. Martin Luther King didn't fuck with the black power movement per se. So I'm not supposed to rock with Stokely Carmichael now. Was Malcolm X not called a sellout for leaving the Nation of Islam? But look, 50 years later, although they didn't agree with each other on everything, we all benefit from the work that they put in. And that's what's in the bag. Yo, and of course, Backpack Mac comes in with a bag. Kind of destroys my argument, but it's cool, though, man. Hey, I fuck with it. Backpack Mac. It was Mac all on the same wave. <clears throat> I mean, sort of. I'm the wavelength, I'm talking about the thought process. Yeah, we not were. Not necessarily we were. The, the conclusion. That's true. That's true. Great minds do think alike. But Backpack Matt will be back in the studio with us shortly. Shortly? Question mark? Next week? Possibly. I don't know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But in the meantime, in the in between time, we do have a special guest in the building. Tom, Tom, do the honors, please. Brother Lloyd Foster. Last, last, last. Yeah, show some love. Show some love. Yes. Yes, wow. yes, The yes. applause. You, you see wow. Alexia with them drops? She's killing it. On time, baby. Do me a favor. What's Introduce up? me and the world to this creative genius right here so so let me let me break this down a little bit so me and my man across the table are from the same country okay we have some of the some of the same interests right love i love photography i don't do photography i love photography and just i love right you know how capturing how black people interact and, and other things of that note my man here my man right here i've known him for over i would almost say over four years wow but just met him last year by wow. a mutual friend. Not even from the same country as us, from Nigeria. Okay. But um, 
Yeah, so this is my man Lloyd Foster, the well-traveled young man Lloyd Foster. Wow, wow. <laughs> give us some of the credentials, man. I know you got him down there. You told me before the show. I mean, he he done been at Art all night. The, uh, the W, the uh, t- Touchstone, Orange Flower, B, uh, the the Brooklyn Bridge, BWI Art Gallery, Corcoran, Torpedo, Hillier, GW, Cotson. I mean, the it list go, can it keep goes going. On, it goes on. Welcome to the show, brother man. Welcome, man. Wow, thank you, thank you. Appreciate it, man. Happy to be here. No problem, no problem, man. Do us a favor first. Give the give the people. Tom Tom gave you a great intro, but tell us from your perspective, what's your creative lane? Wow, yeah, that was a great intro. By the way. So thank <laughs> that you. was a freestyle. I, yeah. I didn't. Um, yeah, so I do primarily photography, but I just call myself a visual artist. I've been like pretty much experimenting with uh, different mediums, but um, as far as photography goes, primarily portraits. Um, more recently, I found myself just really gravitating towards uh, taking portraits. Um, like back home, whenever I travel to Ghana or just like the African continent in general, it's really like I really feel like hiding uh, photographer. That's what I enjoy photographing the most. So, um, yeah, I've just been trying to figure out just different ways to uh, pretty much just, you know, spread that. I like to call it like that black star energy. Right, like, right, right. Black star energy. <laughs> yeah, so yes, like sir. Ghana, um, our nicknames. Like our soccer team also is the Black Stars, so okay. uh, yeah, I just try to like really show that through my art. Uh, you know, whether it be um, you know taking a photograph of uh, a family, um, school children, school children, um, you know, mom and dad holding hands, um, whatever it be, um, just pretty much just showing that love and like the experience and the and the feelings that I feel when I go to Ghana, whatever yeah. you know, it's just like it's love. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Why do you feel like showing and expressing that pers- uh, specific perspective is important? Um, I think it's important because um, I just think I think about like how I felt when I went to Ghana for the first time. I went to Ghana for the first time in uh, 2015. So yeah. just like four years ago, really. Hmm. Um, and when I went there, um, I got to work on that myself. <laughs> when was the last time you went? When I was two. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a while, but uh, it's all good. You shame. know, when it's when it's right, it's shame, right. Shame, um, shame. But yeah, I just remember like you know when I went there, and um, you know I got off the airport, you know I was greeted by a sign just saying "Quaba," pretty much meaning welcome. Right, right. And then um, you know when I got off the airport, um, and actually went outside the airport, was waiting for like my family. Um, I saw nothing but like you know beautiful black faces and. Uh, I don't know, it really changed me. Like, that was the first time in my life, um, you know, I looked, like, to the left of me and the right of me, and, like, everyone looked like me, and, mm. like, I felt really free, and um, mm. it's just really just, like, um, you know, just a lot of love, you know? You might see, uh, you know, somebody that you are meeting for the first time, um, but they bring you in, like, you know, like that, warmth. you know, that's one, so just, um, you know, I just think it's important to, you know, build those bridges for, uh, you know, people here to see what's going on there as well. Um, you know, when I was younger, also a lot of the images and sometimes like the videos that I would see regarding Africa were pretty much like negative. So right. I had the opportunity, and and of course you see you see it. We see a lot more positive stuff with social media, but just like even with me, um, kind of going uh, the fine art route, I had the opportunity to show that um, and illustrate that through my artwork. So that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know we. You just touched on it in a second, though. We've 
we've seen the plethora of examples of how black culture is disrespectful, disrespectful yeah. towards <laughs> African culture. Yeah. In your experience as a creative, if you are trying to create this gap, and it sounds like to me provide freedom, at least in the expression, uh, towards representing that, how are some ways that blacks are appreciating African culture? Um, how blacks are appreciating African culture. I mean... I suppose fashion would be one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would but that's just, an easy one though. Yeah, there's, there's, there's different ways. I mean, in my opinion, it's, that's home. That's home for you know, any like black anyone person. Anyone and like, everyone. Come, yeah. <laughs> mm. You know. Yeah. Anyone and everyone. Um, I mean, there's, there's different ways. Like, of course, like through art, uh, fashion. I mean, there's a lot more people just even traveling now to the yeah. African continent. There's, uh, you know, this, this year is actually the year of return. So yeah. you have the president. Um, of Ghana, who's inviting people to come back. To, dope, that's so dope. You know, Openly inviting people, yeah, from the so dope. You know, diaspora to come back and um, come just back. really actually, yeah, it's the year of return. So like, yeah. Yeah, come back and see see what's going on there, um, like with themselves. But yeah, I mean, I think just overall, just like over time, like social media, people are just beginning to like have their eyes opened up. Um, I mean, even me when I went over there, of course, I experienced it from I experienced Ghana from like at home like at home in our church but just actually saying it myself it's just it's all love. physically so, being yeah. it feels like a different experience yeah so i read here in your recent travels that you got to visit your father's hometown yeah i have yet to, like like we said before i have yet to do that but like explain what that felt like the connection to your ancestry and stuff like that yeah um wow uh well with me going to my dad's hometown um that was just dope because i was able to just pretty much just catch up with my family history, like physically looking at it, I I'm the type of person where it's easier for me to understand things. Like once I actually see it, I don't always like ask. But um, right. yeah, I was just me able. Too. It's it's just like there was just a lot of um, like you know, family like that I was able to catch up with then, and um, just even you know, there's so much culture um involved. Like where I'm at, where I'm where I'm from um. In Ghana, my folks are from Kukuritumi. Um, so, like, my family's actually, like, considered, like, royalty. So, like, my aunt gotcha, was gotcha. the queen mother. Right. Um, and then even as me seeing that for the first time, I went there. I mean, yeah, I went there for the first time, like, four years ago. But last year, I went there for a, a funeral for my aunt, um, who was the queen mother. And um, that was a celebration because she had passed away a year before. But one year later... They had the actual funeral. Wow. And it's like... Yeah, you know. that's, that, that's definitely something in our culture. Like, a lot of times when somebody passes away, they they don't necessarily... Well, they hold the body, but it's like you want everybody to be able to come celebrate the person. Because generally speaking, almost everything in our culture is a celebration. So the funeral is a celebration. The wedding is a celebration. The child is a celebration. Everything is a celebration. So, like, you want... You, you kind of... You wait so then the... the the family unit can kind of surround you with love in that moment. Interesting. Yeah. And it's like a week long, like especially for like the Queen Mother, it's like a week long celebration there wearing, you know, different items of clothing on different days. You know, it might, one day it might be red and black, the other day it might be white and black and, you know, people dancing. And um, yeah, just like even just seeing that and then um, just like some customary things. It's like, wow, like this is bigger than me. You know? <laughs> and this like, is what I come from. from. What I even like my real like roots like from what i just know here like it's it's deeper than that but um is it intimidating uh yeah i mean like 
it, it can be, but it's, it's all love. I mean, like, I, like, for me, for example, I, I understand my language, but I don't speak it. So, like, you might I'm get, the same yeah, <laughs> you might get, like, a couple, like, like, jokes or whatever from uh, just, like, fam, but it's, at the end of the day, it's, like, all love. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for me, like, I, uh. It's, the, the language is called Fanti. Are you Fanti or? Uh, nah. Okay. Either. My my language is Fanti, but Tree and Fanti are, are very close, closely aligned or whatever. And like he's saying, I can sp- I mean, I can understand it. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's talking to me, I can like, yo, they said this about you type of thing. But yeah. Usually returning it because you know English was the first language is kind of it's almost like your brain's processing the answer. And then you're like, ah, fuck it, I'll just answer in English. Interesting. But I know what you're saying about me though. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I mean, I'm so jealous, be- man. You get you got to fly and then drive into your father's hometown, like yeah. where he's from. My father's hometown is definitely still the plantation of which we were owned. Yeah. I mean, we speak English. Yeah, I'm sure it goes fur- deeper and further than that. So I'm sure. I mean, I, I know, but we don't know. Yeah, right. I can't fly. You know what I mean? Right. I kind of look like y'all. We kind of got the, the same no, skin tone. Yeah. Definitely. One. But to find out, for I got to spit in a cup somewhere. That's rough. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, one hundred percent. Like you, you could probably walk in like Ghana and see somebody who looks just like you. you could Smack be like, like yeah. me. Just I, I remember going to Sierra Leone and I saw someone who looked just like my friend uh, Zeke, and I'm just like, you know, that could be his cousin. Cousin, you know, Yo. yeah, it could be a relative. So that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, I guess just being you know just knowledgeable of it and being aware of it um, is is good. And yeah, definitely. Advise you to you know check that out if you get the chance. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I heard you say uh, fine arts before. Did, did you go to school for fine arts or like where does this polished mind of yours come from? Um, just work. I didn't go to school for for, for fine arts. But gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, as far as like it becoming more polished over time, I definitely just think um, just the DC art community. I think there's a great just art community. Just being able to have access to so many like museums. And, galleries and um just like just very cool galleries you can just walk into on like a saturday and um yeah just pretty much figure out but yeah i i don't um yeah i didn't go to school for art i actually went to school for uh like i, I got a degree in management and information systems and marketing right right yeah but um i will be going to school for art in the, in the fall so yeah well, where are you about to go to school uh, i'm gonna go to nyu Oh, he was telling Yeah, That's why we had to get this interview in quick Because my man was about to be traveling again Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. How long have you been in D.C.? I've been living in D.C. for about like four years But I'm from PG Yeah Yeah. Interesting And your your work's been in the the museum in uh, PG, too, as well, right? Yeah, 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 definitely Uh, Prince George's African American Museum They always show love Um, Like, through them, I was able to show my work at uh, BWI Airport um, like last year, so that was really great. Um, that was for an art exhibit that was uh, curated by uh, Malik Lee. Malik Lee, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. So I didn't even know BWI had a gallery. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My main, um, can't remember my man's last name. I think it's Comey, but James Comey. They don't sound right. That's no, not no, like no, somebody no. else. That's the FBI uh, dude. Yeah, my bad. I got another dude named James. He's got a gallery opening up at BWI in a couple of weeks. Gotcha, gotcha. That's like gotcha. a candy bar gallery. Candy bar. He calls himself Willie Coca. Willie Coca. <laughs> Willie Coca. Interesting. And he pushing that weight. That's what. <laughs> what in the world? I don't know what connection you're making over there, but I'm going to let you make No, it's legit chocolate. Anyway, we're not talking about my man, Willie Coca. We got some more questions for the special guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get into it. Well, okay. Let's 
cool. Yeah, this, this is great, by the way. Um, appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you for coming through, man. Yeah, no doubt. So what um what things do you have popping off right now, right now? Yeah, what's wow. next for your boy? Right now or next? <laughs> right now, right now. Like, right. What are you what are you about to do today? Okay, today today, like today today, today. I, I actually am, I'm gonna be on podcast later on in the, in the evening. Okay, well. okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, double up. Yeah, double up. But uh I'm um yeah, right now so I actually um planning on having um an open studio okay yeah so just like allowing people to to see what i've been working on yeah um so that's gonna be when and where when and where yeah it's gonna be next week um so it's gonna be an open studio and it's also gonna be a pop-up um i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh diary disposables if you heard of that but um Hmm, like one of my friends uh jamal davies he has uh something called diary disposables where um Pretty much, he gives disposable cameras to different like creators and people. Like he circulates. Yo, that's around. dope. Yeah, DC. It's already a crazy idea. Yeah, so like you know, you you shoot with the camera, you know, twenty seven shots, and then when you're done, you return them, and you know, puts it on the website, etc. But when I went to Ghana um, in December, he uh, gave me about like ten cameras, and yeah. I gave it to like different people out there in Ghana. So um, this Wednesday, or not well, today's Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, we're yeah. gonna um. Yeah, we're gonna have an open studio slash uh, diary disposable okay. pop up. And where is this gonna be? That's gonna be at uh, three New York Avenue. Okay, three. Northwest. Yeah, number three. Number three. St- number yeah, three. I, I sold it by the uh, Wendy's. Close enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I knew. I, I knew I was yeah. in the general area. Yeah. I had to. I had to kind of place yeah. it in my head. <laughs> so that's that's gonna be next Wednesday. Um, really like six to nine. But yeah, yeah. So okay. So as that. a as a soon-to-be export of D.C. Mm-hmm. and uh, PG County and DMV, what are some of the things that you think this area needs to do to improve the quality of our creative infrastructure? Um, to improve the quality of our creative infrastructure. I didn't think that out, but I don't know. I feel like more things like like this where um, that's, that's pretty good. It's good. Um, I think... I don't know. I feel like keep first, it honest, with yeah, us, man. Yeah, Let yeah. it all out, baby. Yeah. It's over the shoulder. We yeah, just, we just listening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. feel like first it's just like even before the infrastructure, it just kind of it's yeah. on the artist. Like with yeah. me, yeah. For example, like with me and photography, um, I just remember wanting to like enjoying looking at photographs, and then right. like one day, I, like maybe years back, like seven, eight, nine years back, I was working at Target. Mm-hmm. I just saved up one summer and bought a camera and just started shooting. I think, like the first thing is just to just do it. Just do, yeah. you know. And then, um, yeah, just keep doing, and you know, just Rinse, look at wash, your resources. Repeat. Look at your, uh, you know, working um, horizontal, seeing who else is in your network, how they can help you. And as far as infrastructure, I mean, um, I think it's alright here. Honestly, I don't, yeah. know, I don't, I don't even have. I have the answers for that. Like, yeah, that's cool, man. man. Yeah, that's cool. Just, just do. Because I mean, the man has made good use of his resources. Has he? Did He's you see that CV? Oh, I'm stealing something from you, player. By the way, I'm putting my CV on my website. <laughs> Go for Cause it. Because I had some niggas try to test me this week, talking right. about, oh, we ain't never seen your work. Oh, let me just pull that list out on your ass. And I seen you did it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Bimo was stealing that. The best creators are thieves, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. <laughs> the best creators are thieves. We are. That's good. That's that's, that's a good. Man, that's, one. What that's what I think. That's what I think. 
So um, I think I came across your work on uh, what Tumblr or something back in the Word. day. Right. Yeah. Shout out to Tumblr. Tumblr is great. I still use it sometimes too. But um, yeah, blackstarszulu.tumblr.com. Blackstars what? Zulu.tumblr.com. Yeah, yeah, Blackstar yeah. Zulu. I forgot that was the name. Yeah, and mine, mine was mine hasn't changed over the years. Tom, still is Thomas the Great. I don't even know if I've right. updated in a few years, but my Tumblr? Oh my Tumblr used to be my jam, man. I got several several blogs up on the Tumblr. Bemo Brown. It's always been the same. Okay. And my blog my blogger account too, if you might check that out. But you know. Right. Yeah, Karma Life Days and such. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Tumblr was great just because like you can get like honest feedback and just like I didn't know anyone on Tumblr when I was I first started using it. Right, right, right. So it was just like I was just put it out there and um yeah, it's just a way to um another way to I guess get your work out there and yeah. then also just like come across other cool uh photographs and like creative stuff as well. So yeah. you've been to uh I think as we've discussed it, you've been to Ghana, mm-hmm. been to Sierra Leone. Yeah. And is it, have you been anywhere else? And like, where would you like to go next? <laughs> yeah, I've like been. What's on the, what's on the bucket list of Africa? Yeah, that's funny. Because when you say I've been anyone else, I've been to Nigeria. Okay. But that was like for like two days on accident. And I was like, just like stuck a layover in the airport. Type, yeah. type situation. Yeah. But um, that I do. sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. I saw the Migos there actually. Oh which, yeah. yeah, in Nigeria. Yeah, what the, the hell? Yeah, at the airport. Like I guess they had a a, a show there, um, like in Nigeria. So it was random. It was just, it was just so random. Like oh, so much stuff happened. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But um, yeah. I mean, I I definitely want to just keep traveling throughout Africa. I feel like I want to go to uh, Burkina Faso. Okay. Um, right. Which it's is, still in yeah, West Africa. Yeah, West Africa that borders um, Ghana. Um, yeah, I had a like a brief layover there and um i don't know i just feel like god's just telling me i have to go there for some reason so um and yeah anywhere anywhere on the east in the south definitely would love to go to the east um in the south and maybe the north really i mean i, I kind of just go wherever explore the joint yeah wherever i have like if someone gives me an invite there if i have i have some friends definitely from like the east side um i think actually i think i'm gonna be going to Tanzania in the in the in the future. Gotcha, um, gotcha, but gotcha. Yeah, but you know we'll see with time. You know. All right, man. So, uh, Lloyd, we want to definitely thank you for having you on the uh, having you on the show today. It's been great spreading your creativity with us. We'd like to close the show out with a special segment called Tools of the Trade. Okay. So what we do, we started off with our social media information and then we ended out with a special tool that we're going to use this week. It could be anywhere from a notebook to an appointment notebook or vape pen or you know your pen pen whatever you feel like gets you through the, the week <clears throat> so time time start us off man um my tool for this week and next week is about to be organization mm. i know i've used that one in the past but I, ha- I have to do it again like is there a specific tool you're going to use to get organized though um first i'm going to ha- answer your doodle that you sent me about uh, about our meeting yeah, upcoming doodle meeting. player yeah, yeah yeah so the doodle will be one um Making sure I communicate with our friend Elise here so we can get a lot of the future plans we have in order to together. And I don't know, just keep keep it keeping it keeping everything nice together and organized. Social Using, media. Huh? Social media. Social media. What's yeah. your social media? Oh my social media. <laughs> That's <right>. what <laughs> Thomas I don't I don't really be talk I don't like talking about myself too much sometimes. But uh Thomas the Great is the social media. Tommy Pickles, uh, Tommy underscore Pickles is the uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, my friend. Uh, yeah, tools that I'll be using this week. Um, I plan on using 
some oil pastel. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe some paintbrushes. Okay. Interesting. Maybe. That's the best part of and, it. Yeah. Uh, possibly a camera. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, because honestly, this, this past year, I've been experimenting with, like, different stuff. Mediums. Uh, yeah, different mediums. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then also, I'll probably be using some, uh, some glue as well. Yeah, some glue will be used. Yeah, camera and glue. All right, sounds good. Where where can the people find you? Uh, They can find me on Instagram. On your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they can find me on um, website. You said social media. My website is uh, LloydFoster.com. So www. It's a good name. Yeah, thank. I love my name. It's a solid name, brother. Thank you. Solid name. Yeah, Lloyd Foster. L L O Y D. F-O-S-T-E-R dot com. And then um, my Instagram is underscore Lloyd Foster. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's a great place to find me. For sure. Also, Make email. Sure look at that CV. Contact at LloydFoster.com. Get that CV, yeah. baby. We still look. You're still booking, baby. You're still booking. Yeah. Um, of course, this is your boy, Bimo Brown. You can follow me on all social media platforms at Bimo Brown, B-E-M-O Brown, including the website, BimoAuthentic.com, which Ooh. is popping. Uh, my tool of the trade this week is going to be discretion. 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 And I don't mean secretiveness. I mean like uh, <clears throat> portion control, if you will. Oh. We are 10 days, as we were talking at the beginning of the podcast, we are 10 days away from a very big production. And I'm going to, I can already know, I'm going to have to get in somebody's ass. I'm going to oh, have to boy. get all up in somebody's ass. I already know, I can feel it. But I'm going to do it with discretion. Right. So maybe instead of putting my whole foot in the ass, just a big toe. Right, right, right. You feel me? All right. Whatever you say, Chief. You feel me? As always, thanks for listening to Over the Show, the podcast. Uh, your opportunity to eavesdrop on three creators as we discuss the happenings of the creative industry. Join us next week. We'll be dropping more gems for you to pick up. Until then. Thank you, Alexia peace. and Elise. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.